Welcome to Your Life with your hosts, Dr. Tony Hare and Dan DeBruler. Together, we're exploring the questions everyone has about life, love, parenting, and relationships. Tony Hare is an independent certified coach, teacher, and speaker with the John Maxwell team, author and inspirational speaker who lives in Fayetteville, North Carolina. He has a bachelor's degree in criminal justice, a master's degree in pastoral counseling, and a doctorate of philosophy in Christian counseling. Dan DeBruler is a retired U.S. Army communications specialist and has spent more than 20 years encouraging listeners through Christian radio. So good to be with you today. I'm glad that you've decided to tune in and enjoy this conversation with us. And honestly, Tony, I have been looking forward to this conversation. <laughs> I have been doing some studying yes, and sir. some reading on my own. Absolutely. In the book of Acts mm-hmm. and, and looking at the the power of the Holy Spirit and how mm-hmm. sometimes we kind of just gloss over that a little yes. bit, not recognizing what all happened when the Holy Spirit came to the church. And, you know, we're going to continue talking about what we've been talking about, yes, the power that comes, but looking in First Peter mm-hmm. at, at some things that he was saying to the church in those days. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Dan. It's exciting to be here with you and having the opportunity just to meet your lovely wife. But, um, yes, we're going to continue to discuss um, the power of the Holy Spirit, the enabler, and all that came with that uh, in the book of Acts. And most importantly, what came with it as it pertains to each individual who has accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit indwelling them at this very moment. And we understand that when that occurs, that we uh, have the divine nature, and we have the divine nature in seed form. So that means that some growth must take place, Dan, and I believe that many Christians, when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior and we're brought into the family of God, we really uh, stop right there in terms of having the mentality that there's still some growth that must take place in order for us to mature, to become um, all that God would have us to be in this life. And I think that if we would consider it in the same context of, you know, a newborn baby uh, and what that baby needs, mm-hmm. we too, as spiritual babies, we need certain things in order for us to grow thereby. You know, I look at at what we're talking about here, yes, and I can back it all the way up to when Jesus was preparing his disciples for his departure. Mm-hmm. And what he told them was, go to the city and wait. Yes. Wait for that thing. I, I promised we were going to send you something, and we will. <laughs> but they had to go and wait, yes. and that is so counterintuitive. You know, yes. these were these were men who had walked with yes. and and learned with Absolutely. and embraced other people yes. right alongside mm-hmm. Jesus as he walked on this earth. Mm-hmm. Yet they were being told to go and wait, and had no idea how powerful yes. this thing that they that it was it was it was unnamed. I mean, it was named. Yes. He said yes. it's the spirit. The spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had no idea. How impacting this was going to be on their ministry, on their ministry, and on their lives. And when that spirit fell mm-hmm. that first time, and they yes. began to understand it, they realized 
why they needed to wait and how much growing they had yet to do because it was hard to fathom i'm certain it, it is most difficult for anything that we any particularly you think about it in terms of appliances anything that we purchase that requires power if it is not plugged in or connected to the source which provides it the power in order for it to function then it will not be able to do what the manufacturer mm-hmm. created it to do and this is the context in which uh we look at uh the disciples they were ready to go they felt they were ready to go, mm-hmm. and it, they did not know what was up ahead, but they knew, and they, they trusted what Jesus had shared with them, but that still didn't put them in a position where they wanted to wait, and, and none of us really liked to wait. And so when we think about growing spiritually, we, we think about it that God's grace fuels our spiritual growth. But 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 sin breaks that fellowship with God. And when we are not in fellowship with God, we do not grow as God intends. And God intended for those disciples to grow. But they had to wait for that which would enable them to be able to grow at the rate that he wanted them to grow and to do the greater work that he had already shared with them that they would be doing that. Yeah. And now I want to, I want to point people toward the the passage that we're talking about. And this comes from first Peter It's in chapter two. So if you want to write this down and maybe go look at it later, first Peter chapter two, beginning in verse one, he says, therefore laying aside all malice, Mm -hmm. all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious I want you to think about this for just a second. Mm-hmm. When you see, anybody who's ever been around a newborn baby, mm-hmm. when you get that bottle within a quarter inch of their face, how <laughs> how aggressively <laughs> they take that bottle and begin to eat, and because they know that they're hungry, mm-hmm. you don't have to tell a baby he's hungry no. or she's hungry. Mm-hmm. You simply have to get that that milk within smelling range or tasting <laughs> range, and it's on. And that is how we are to desire the word of God and how we're to desire the spirit and the things mm-hmm. of the spirit and the things of God. As we get close enough to, to sense that we should be going after that with the same veracity that that baby is going after that milk so that we can nourish ourselves and that we can grow in the word. That's right, Dan. And I think that, well, what my experience has been, um, uh, personally, uh, I can even think back to um, accepting Christ as my Lord and Savior in Durham, North Carolina, and not having a, a good understanding uh, of the Word of God at that particular time, I thought more in line with what the Holy Spirit was supposed to do without my help. I didn't think about it that he does it in concert with me, providing me the nutrients, everything that I need to be able to grow. But I had to have the desire to seek uh, that sincere milk of the word in order to grow thereby. And I do believe that a lot of times we as believers, we stop at the point of getting in. Uh, when we go to uh, the fair or any event that we go to, an amusement park, once we get in, we want to ride all the rides. We just don't stop and say, well, I'm in, and that's it. You know, I'm in Disney World, and I, I'm good, I'm in. Good but as far as believers are concerned, a lot of us have just gotten in. 
And we are wondering why this is not working or why am I not uh, uh, doing as well as sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so. I'm seeing them progressing in life. I'm seeing their life change. I'm seeing them benefit from this relationship. But I'm not growing. And I think that just as you had mentioned earlier, a baby desiring milk, and you don't have to, uh, he comes with that desire. And when we are spiritual babies, we have a desire for that milk of the word. But the thing is, is that no one's going to hand us the bottle as a mom, you know, hands the baby the bottle or make sure the baby has the bottle. God has given us his word, 66 books he has given us to read, to study, and to apply to our lives and to teach others so that we will grow. But we have to pick it up. We have to do that, but we don't have to do it in our own effort, Dan. God gives us that same power that created the world, that same power that gave the woman a seed, that same power that took Christ to the cross, that same power that he used to to rise again, that same power is the same power that causes us to grow. You know, looking at it the way that you presented it there, you know, that uh, just like when we go to the fair or yes, something, sir. okay, I'm in, that's yeah. good. Um, <laughs> that points to the importance of this letter. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a letter that, that Peter wrote to to the church th- that had been largely dispersed yes. uh, across a large region. You know, they were basically mm-hmm. exiles. Mm-hmm. And there was no, there was no coming together. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the bulk of them weren't together. They were, they were together in smaller groups yes. in outlying areas. And that points to the importance of discipleship yes, for does. the modern church. Yes, yes. You know, these, these people, they were, they were in mm-hmm. and they had seen some <laughs> mighty moves of God. Yes. But they needed that discipleship. They needed to know that they were hungry. Mm-hmm. And, and then, as they realized they were hungry, they needed the the word to nourish them. Yes. And it's the same thing with with what we deal with now. Mm-hmm. You know, this points to why we should be reaching out to those new Christians, those people who yes. who we don't know where they are in their walk with God. But no. they walk in our church doors the yes. first time or when we meet them. Um, even in a small group or whatever, mm-hmm. we don't know where they are in their walk, and we need to take the time to disciple them, to bring them along, mm-hmm. to let them know that they're hungry, yes. and then to help them find the food and the nourishment they need. And I think so in, in the same context with the uh, book here that uh, Peter had written, the, the thing, the persecution that they were dealing with the believers at that particular time, uh, there were some things that they had actually needed to lay aside, and that's why he had started uh, verse 2 with, therefore, after sharing with them everything in chapter 1 and chapter 2, and he says, therefore, okay, lay aside all malice. There were some things that they had to lay aside, but they had to be mature enough because anytime we lay something aside, there will always be something that we will need to pick up in order to continue to move in the direction that we need to move in. And the direction that the believer wants to move in is the direction of walking in the spirit so that we won't fulfill, you know, the lust of the flesh. And that walking in the spirit, it requires us to have an understanding of what that is and requires us to be empowered to take the next step and the next step and the next step, which is growth. And I think a lot of times, uh, Dan, 
we as believers, uh, we do depend on the Holy Spirit to do everything. Mm-hmm. The enabler is not there to do everything absent of our uh, submitting our, the members of our bodies as instruments of righteousness for him to use. And I think that when we study the word more, we realize when we seek the sincere milk of the word of God, we grow in such a way that we begin to understand our new identity. We've been giving a new mind, a new heart, a new consciousness, and all of this, but we don't know how to use it. We don't know how to feel it, so we don't grow at the rate that we should grow and every individual just like every baby grows at a different rate and that no child one thing that we all have in common Dan we say that you know, as a young boy growing up, I used to go to the park. I, I wanted to I always see the big guys playing basketball. I always see them and I, I wanted next up but I was a boy, a little boy. These these guys were much older now, and they're out there playing. I, I want to get picked because I really believe I'm good <laughs> enough to get on the court with them. And in the my, back of my mind, all I wanted to do was grow up to get an opportunity to get out there. And I believe that a lot of us as believers, we want to get in the game, so to speak, and we want to benefit from all that the Christian life has to offer us, but are we willing not to, uh, are we, do we desire the word? And that word desire actually, um, uh, in the Greek, uh, means to, what are you willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. for? You know, what are we willing to sacrifice in order to grow? Are we willing to put away uh, some time to study the Word of God uh, versus watching television? Are we willing to uh, stop uh, going out, spending money on certain things versus investing that money into the Word of God so that we can get the proper things we need to study so that we can learn more about what is being said to us in the Word of God? But what are we willing to sacrifice in order to benefit from uh, that milk of the word. And that point of sacrifice is where we can draw yet another parallel to the <laughs> modern church and, and this this first century church that yes. we're talking about. I mean, he, Peter instructs them to lay aside mm-hmm. all malice, to yeah. lay, yes. lay aside a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And there was maybe a well-founded reason for that malice. I mean, yes. here, here are people not unlike their Savior mm-hmm. who were rejected. They were they were. Um, pushed out of where they were, and you know they left for fear of their lives. They mm-hmm. left because that was what God had for them next, ultimately. But they they were exiles, mm-hmm. and they had they were in unfamiliar territory. They were they were in a place where they were misunderstood, and they couldn't go back to a place where they were disliked. Mm-hmm. You know they they felt like they were welcome nowhere. They were refugees. They were exiles. They were they were uh, people without a home. They yes. were just like their savior. <laughs> they they were they were someone who had nowhere yeah. to lay their head, and it's the same for us today. Yes. Yes. When we come to Christ, you were just talking about you know mm-hmm. we we have to decide what are we going to sacrifice mm-hmm. and what are we going to replace it with. Yes. And we find ourselves in that same place. We come to Christ and we think everything is going to be hunky-dory because mm-hmm. this is the picture yes. that's been painted for many of us. Mm-hmm. And we, we get there and we realize, wow, nothing's really different except me. And and so then we find ourselves in this completely unfamiliar territory, yes. Yes. not understanding why we're so hungry and why we feel like we're not being fed. And it's because we have not yet learned to 
make those sacrifices, yes. to take those changes upon ourselves mm-hmm. and, and do the things that we should do because maybe we just haven't been discipled in that way yet. And Absolutely. again, back to what I said a minute ago, <laughs> this is why it's important for us who, who have walked a while with Christ and walked in this faith to disciple those that we see coming along to help them understand the territory they're in mm-hmm. and grow in Christ. And, to, and really, Dan, to, I'd agree with you wholeheartedly. And the more, because the more we help them grow spiritually, the more the spirit dominates the flesh rather than the flesh defeating us and, and mm-hmm. throttling our spiritual work in our lives. We have to always realize that we are in a battle every day. But the battle does not lie with out us that the, the battle lies within in this flesh and so the spirit and the flesh are at war each and every day and in order for the spirit to overcome the flesh and have the victory in Christ that we have legally but for us to experience it spiritually today there's some things that we have to do because when we walk by the spirit uh, we resist sin and we maintain our fellowship with God and we grow, and everyone wants to grow. So we have to bring sin into the light. We have to admit it. We have to come clean before God. Then we must repent or turn from our sins and return to our faithful walk with God. That all requires us studying the Word of God, having a destination, being dedicated to that destination and then being dependent upon the Holy Spirit for to assist us with reaching that destination. So we have to lay aside, as he says, all malice. And see, these are sins that both destroy charity, the love, and they hinder the efficacy, the power to produce an effort of the word. Because the word is intended to produce a power within us that results in how we function every day as we engage others in life. I don't have to argue with people if I rely on the spirit. If I walk in the spirit, I don't have to get into an argument. I can walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh to argue. But that is something that I have to be consciously aware of this new consciousness that I have and impressing that upon that new subconscious, creating new behaviors, new habits that align with that which Jesus uh, would have me uh, to do in this life. One of the most difficult Uh, things for us to do uh, especially after coming into the body of Christ, because before we became Christmas Christians, we were so dependent on doing it ourselves. I don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. I can do this on my own. Well, this walk with Christ, you cannot do on your own. You need someone. You need the Holy Spirit to help us grow. And that's where that pride has to take a back seat. And sometimes it can present itself in such a way that we don't think that that's what it is. But the Holy Spirit always lets us know, convicts us uh, in such a way that we can come to him and ask for forgiveness and move in the direction with the power that we need. Growth is essential for the natural man. Growth is necessary, the word, for the spirit man. The two depend on growth. One is just growing in one direction and the other is growing in another direction. We want to grow in a direction to reach the fullness of the image of God. Yeah, and taking the the concept of growth 
to uh, another place in this conversation. Mm-hmm. If these people that Peter was writing to yes. weren't exiled to the places they were exiled mm-hmm. to, the church that we know would never have grown into the church that yes. we know. Yes. These people were dispersed to a number of different places. Mm-hmm. And this came after, I was, again, you know, I mentioned earlier, I was <laughs> yes. reading in Acts uh-huh. not too long ago, mm-hmm. and I was reading about how the Spirit came to them that first time. Yes. You know, and, and um, one of the <laughs> translations I was reading uh-huh. and translated the uh, a, a great and mighty wind as yes. a tornado. Yes. I mean, we're talking just a, an absolute... Yes. Uh, uh, destroying force wind that came into this place, and after that, they, they there were people there from from a lot of different places yes. who suddenly were hearing the truth of God yes. in their own language. Their own language. Uh, I mean, you know, we 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 see that uh, mimicked in a number of ways today, mm-hmm. but in this setting. These yes. were people who actually spoke another language, mm-hmm. suddenly hearing somebody speaking their language, yes. yet the people doing the speaking were... It's just amazing yes. to think of that. So they get to these other places mm-hmm. um, as, they're, as they're exiled, as they find they're unwelcome in the place <laughs> they, were, they were living there. Mm-hmm. And, and the importance of that, looking back, mm-hmm. is that had that not happened... These people, when they when they went to their, when they each went their own way, yes, the the gospel may have been misunderstood, misinterpreted, mm-hmm. so many different things, and that was really the beginning of this movement and this growth of this church that we yes. are part of today. Absolutely, and the uh, a very empowering uh, thing about that is that those disciples did not fight that which was coming upon them; mm-hmm. they did not try to resist or go against it. They submitted to it. And that's the thing that we have to do as believers today. If we're going to grow thereby, we must submit to that which the word of God shares with. We have to submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we must understand that we cannot do this on our own. And in when Peter is writing, uh, these particular individuals were uh, under tremendous amount of persecution and suffering as a result of what uh, Nero had done in burning down the city in order to build more. So they were in a very uh, bad situation. And so Peter was sharing with them to lay aside all that would manifest itself, the malice, the deceit, the hypocrisy, the envy, the evil speaking, lay all that aside because that's not who you are. We do not indulge in that. That's what you did when you were your former self. But now that you are a new person in Christ and you are babes in Christ because at this particular point in time they need it whenever you're facing persecution or struggle or fight or it is easy to resort back to the way that you used to be. But you have to remind yourself that you're not that person. You have to seek the sincere miracle of the word so that you can grow thereby in that particular situation that you are being faced with today. In the book of Psalms, uh, ver- uh, chapter 34, I believe um, it's third chapter 34, um, he says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So it requires a taste, and this is an invitation, uh, Dan, to something. It's basically saying, um, try this, it's good for you. You know what I'm saying? So the milk of the word is good for the believer, the one in Christ. It is necessary for us in order to grow, to disciple the way that you're talking about. It is necessary for us to enter into strange lands or strange situations and conquer those situations, have victory in those situations 
all those things are possible as we grow in Christ. Now, we can grow in Christ by communing and fellowshipping with one another. That's why the Word of God says, forsake not the fellowship, I mean the assembling of saints together. We need to assemble together so that we can build one another up. In another place in Scripture, it shares with it, iron sharpens iron. In that relationship of iron sharpening iron, we're growing together. Basically, what you and I have been doing ever since I met you, we sharpen one another. I've shared with you so many times how much I've learned uh, being with you, particularly about what we're doing right now. I had no clue, no idea about how to do this, but with your calm spirit and your expertise in this particular area, I was able to grow. I was able to sit at your feet and learn how to function behind a mic, you know what I'm saying, how to pace myself, <laughs> how to use voice tones. All of those things are so important. Within the context of all of that, the result was growth. You know, there's no one listening today who hasn't faced difficulty in their life. Yes. And you mentioned just a moment ago people wanting to um, take things upon themselves. Yes. You know, they take matters into their own hands, mm -hmm. and we all do it. We were all guilty at some point. Mm -hmm. We come across a difficulty, and it could be any number of things, and we know how we would have handled it. Mm -hmm. And slowly we begin handling it that way. Yes. And I just want to say that when you learn to depend upon and to wait upon God, yes. when those difficulties come, mm -hmm. if you will just hold <laughs> on to that thought, if you there's nothing that teaches us to depend on God yes. more than needing to depend on God. Absolutely. And when we allow him <laughs> to be the rescue from the very situation that we um, – found ourselves close to him because of, you know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 I can think of a number of, of things, but yes. you know, they all take 10 minutes to tell. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but it's, you know, learning how to depend on God and then learning how to rely on that dependence on God when we come into difficulty is just where we all hope to be someday. I love it, Dan, where uh, Peter talks to us about laying aside and the Christian's new life can't grow unless sins are renounced. That mm -hmm. means they're rejected. They're stop we stop using or consuming. And then when that purging, that purification or cleansing takes place, then the word can work. See, the word in our life, it is supposed to work. It, it, it's designed to work if we create an environment that's conducive enough for it to work, with is, which is an environment where sin has been removed. We've uh, confessed our sin. We've asked God to forgive us. Now the word can really work in our lives and we can benefit from the relationship and grow. As he says, as newborn babes, well, spiritual growth is marked by a craving, as you had said earlier, Dan, a craving for and a delight in God's word with the intensity and all of us have seen babies crave for milk, as Dan had alluded to earlier. The word that causes us to be born again is the same word that causes growth. Now, we do understand that one characteristic of all children that all of us, all children share is that they want to grow up. We want to be like the big kids. We want to be like our parents. Mm -hmm. We want to move from where we are, our maybe being immature, to becoming mature. That requires us to 
position ourselves so that we can be fed. That's why it's so important that no matter where you decide to go to church or whom you may decide to listen to, make sure that it lines up with the Word of God. Get your Bible and read it yourself. The Holy Spirit that is in you will illuminate the Word for you. The Holy Spirit will remind you, it will lead you, it will guide you. The role of the Holy Spirit, one of its roles is to help you grow, to help you reach that destination. And just understanding, uh, most importantly, that when we receive uh, the Holy Spirit or that divine nature, that is in seed form. It requires growth. There is so much within each individual, Dan, who has accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. What they do not see uh, right now, when they were born, God packaged everything in them, everything they would become. They have it that very moment. But they have to put themselves in an environment where they can be uh, uh, fertilized, they can be watered, where the environment is conducive enough for their growth. It's not about what they're dealing with right now, but it's about reaching their potential, what they can be, what they should become. And if anyone, Dan, uh, doesn't realize how awesome they really are, then when you read the Word of God and you look at the one who created you, you're seeing a picture of yourself. He thought so much of us that he wanted to create us according to his likeness and his image. He created us that way. So in being created that way, every time that I want to see what he looks like, only thing I got to do is look into the mirror of the word and I can see him working mightily through me as I grow. Yeah, you mentioned the word potential in there. And, <laughs> and you know, I, I just have to think back to those early disciples. I mean, when, yes. when we, we have the opportunity to look back and see yes, when the, when the Holy Spirit of God first mm -hmm. came to man. You know, of course, it happened after Jesus yes. was taken out of the world. And the, just the the potential they had no idea no what idea. was coming their way no idea how powerful that would be how empowering that would be how inspiring that would be mm -hmm. to to cause this small group of people um who were largely unaware of mm -hmm. what was coming their way yes. to become the the impetus that the church would yes. be built upon because yes. um, it was it was an idea it was yes. a concept mm -hmm. at, at that point and it but it was a concept that was planted and inspired by God mm -hmm. and you think about when you think about those individuals that when they received that power from on high as my grandmother <laughs> used to say <laughs> when they received that power from on high everything that we see every believer today is a direct result of their obedience to the word of God and the study of that word and the application of that word. So just think, those individuals there, you know, those men, and after uh, they had added uh, the one who took Judas's place, and they had come together with on one accord, everything being just like it was supposed to be in union with one another, look at the explosion that took place that resulted in what we have today, the growth of the church. So just imagine if we would go, not going back 
uh, physically because we can't, but mentally going back, having that mind. And when the word of God says, allow this mind to be in you, of course, he's talking about the mind of Christ, but that mind of those individuals, that mind right there got us to where we are today. So what if we took that mentality today? We have ability. But ability in the absence of mentality is just ability capped because there must be a mentality that puts that ability to work. So if we came together uh, as one, use the mentality of God through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, imagine what we could do today in turning the world upside down. And you know what? We don't have to imagine. We can do that. We can turn this world upside down. (laughs) So thankful for the Spirit. So thankful for you being here. And thankful for you tuning in and listening today. And if you missed a part of this, you can always find a copy when you visit the podcast page at Christian1057.com. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Your Life with your hosts, Dr. Tony Hare and Dan DeBruler. Join us again next time as we explore the questions everyone has about life, love, parenting, and relationships. Your Life airs Tuesdays at 2 p.m. on Christian 105.7, and you can always download, listen, and share online. Just look for Your Life wherever you listen to podcasts.